Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 171 of the Gen Gaming Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the Jack of Hearts. What's up buddy? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Got done with a busy campaign at work, but other than that, I haven't really much of anything, man. How have you been doing, Tyler? Um, I've been doing good. I got something to tell uh, Jack more than Justin. So I'm going to introduce Justin before we get into it, because it might, might, might be a few minutes. So what's going on, buddy? Justin's oh, back. How you uh, doing? Good. Two things. Okay. Uh, whether you're a male or female, um, a baby will try to latch onto you. Number two, <laughs> uh, Terminator Genesis is unwatchable. That is all. <laughs> the, the second one is actually unfactual, because I watched it. It's I not good. Watched I watched a third it. of it and I couldn't go on. Wait, is that the newest one or is it the newest one? one? Okay, I haven't watched that one. Okay, okay. you might be right. And it looked so. cool to me in the previews, but yeah, that, that, that's all. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> how, anything interesting going on in your life the last two weeks that you, you care? No, no. Uh, no, I can't think of anything. <laughs> can't think of anything. Uh, I think you guys pretty much covered it last week. No. Yeah, uh, I had another daughter. Another one. Another one. Uh, <laughs> Another I know I keep daughter. saying that. Like, it's like, oh, it's another daughter. It's another per- I just made well, we people. had another baby, and uh, she's awesome. Her name's Nora, and she's she was born September 18th. 18th. I was trying to think of it, like, Sunday. 10.02 p.m.? 10.02, yes. Holy shnikes. Nice. I was actually, like, not talking about that on purpose, because I knew someone would say <laughs> something. But, yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's uh, if anyone has one out there, and, uh. You think that, like, having another one uh, will not change things drastically? It definitely does. Like, some things will not change, like, the shock of having one. But, like, uh, some things remain exactly uh, just as shocking as the first time. Like, just uh, realizing uh, first time you hold a baby, a new baby in this world, like, it's like, wow, it's a whole other person. And I, I don't know exactly how she... She's going to talk. Don't know how she's going to be exactly, but it's, it's just crazy. So, yeah. It's been uh, tiring and exciting and awesome all all wrapped into one. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much what's been going on. Okay. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Drinking Oktoberfest. It's good. Oh, it is man. delicious. It is uh, almost October. <laughs> it, it is. Um, is it at midnight tonight? At midnight tonight would be October. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It is, uh, if people don't know, it is 10.15 Central Time on September 30th, which is a Friday. Yeah. So we're almost October. That's awesome. Yep. Um, so, like I said, I actually have two things I want to mention. Cool. First one first. Justin might have a better argument because he made people. So, But is there any better feeling in the world 
than when your lips are really chapped and you put chapstick on them? I mean, uh, you could tell me. Because you... <laughs> almost everything is because chapstick never works for me. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I have weird lips. You're my go-to. All year round. I was like, what's better? Childbirth, the, the beauty of childbirth or putting chapstick on chapped lips? Yeah. I go with childbirth because just just because <laughs> uh, chapstick never works for me. Maybe <laughs> not not having a child that I know of. I'm gonna go with child. I'm gonna go with chapstick. Yes, yeah. understandable. It feels pretty, my lips been pretty chapped this week. I, 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 Might have been starting this week. Yeah, you know, I just they go chap all year round. I guess just for a long time. Yeah, I need it like really bad. Changing the seasons, it gets really bad for me. Yeah, so I, I went and bought some chapstick after like three days of just dealing with it because I, I just you know. Once you go to work, like, it doesn't really bother me until I get to work. And then mm-hmm. once you're at work, you're kind of fucked until yeah. you get off work. And I don't think about it once you go That dry work. wind, man. Yeah. Around here, anyway, it's coming from the northwest. Really, I noticed it was chapping my lips this week. Yeah. So I put some chapstick on the other day. Oh, man. It was so good. Yeah. It felt so oh, good. Oh, you, if you wear chaps, that does not help chap lips. What if, you have a, what if you're wearing chaps, carrying a stick, putting chapstick on? Chapstick on. That might work. That might be the best feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I know what I'm going to try next season. Next time we change it, next going into winter, like the week of the week of Christmas, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do that. That's awesome. But also, something that's big to me, maybe not so much to you guys, but it's a huge deal to me. I have gone cold turkey on wrestling. Stop watching wrestling. What? Yeah. Yes. Really? Uh, what propelled so, this? Um, I don't know how much we want to talk about this because we're a video game podcast, but we talk about we talk about wrestling on here, and everybody is a wrestling fan. Uh, I've been watching wrestling since like '95. I pretty much probably haven't missed. I've maybe missed a week, like maybe not a week, but like a dozen, two dozen weeks of wrestling in that time period. Um, and it's just so the last few years now they went they moved Raw to three hours, three hours and fifteen minutes or so. And then you got SmackDown, that's two hours. Then if then you got NXT, that's one hour. Then you got then you got you got pay per views once a month, that's three hours. And then you got now you get the pre shows and post shows for both shows. That's an additional hour on each of those things. Um, is this once a month? This is every, every week. week. Raw has a pre and every show. week, oh Justin. So that's a lot. If of you want to watch, so yeah, here's my thing. So recently, it, it's just been. Wrestling, just as it's done at WWE, I like Ring of Honor. I like TNA. I like New Japan Pro Wrestling. I like um, Lucha, um, Lucha Underground. Uh, Underground. CMLL. I pay attention to all that stuff. I don't watch all of it, but I pay attention to it a lot. Yeah. At least. Very WWE, conscious I watch of all what's of going on. Yeah. And I pick out my stuff. So, and, so just WWE alone. I just want to point this out. They do every other, every other Sunday now. So they did a brand split. So they have two big shows every week. They have Raw and they have SmackDown. They split the, the rosters up on the both shows. So now now you have to, if you want to watch all the wrestlers, you have to watch both shows. Before it was just like Raw was a big show. SmackDown would just basically be like recaps and like shit that was like uh, you see a lot of the same matches from Raw on SmackDown. And then shit that happened on SmackDown you'd see on Raw again if it was slightly different. So it was, SmackDown was a missable show. Now you have to watch it if you want to keep track of everything that's going on. So now we're looking at Three hours, fifteen minutes on Monday, two hours on Smack, uh, uh, SmackDown on Tuesday, one hour of NXT on Wednesday, and then you then every other Sunday you have a four-hour sh- pay-per-view. Um, so it takes up. It, I, I thought about this every two weeks, seven nights a week, seven every so every fourteen days, seven nights I am watching wrestling. 
That is, give or take, that's about 10, 11 hours. Just WWE a week, 10, 11 hours. I'm, I'm going to, and for a long time now, the, the matches, the in-ring has been fantastic. But I can watch really good wrestling anywhere. And it's just at this point, the bar is set so high that even really good wrestling matches, you just kind of numb to them. Um, and especially in WWE, when you, there's so much content, you're seeing a lot of the same matches over and over again. Uh, like I've seen The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler like 30 fucking times. They're really good wrestling yeah. each other, but you've seen it 30 fucking times. So it doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, you hard thing to keep fresh. Yeah, and that's the problem. Is it hasn't been fresh. The stories haven't been good. Uh, the character, the the, the the wrestlers have been great, but their characters have been garbage. And it's not so much their fault sometimes. Sometimes you're just, a lot of times you're just giving garbage-ass characters. Um, that's so true. So for me, it just came down to, it was just, for a long time, I have not, like, I'll be on, I'll be watching wrestling, and I'll just be on my phone half the time. Just like being Twitter. The most, in, I realized this a few months ago, the most enjoyable part about wrestling to me is on being on Twitter, reading all the people I follow about wrestling, listening to their points of views on wrestling, and then listening to my podcast about wrestling. So on top of my 11 hours a week I spend watching just WWE, plus all the other stuff, which is maybe, say, four hours more, 15 hours a week of just watching wrestling, and then the six hours or so a week I listen to podcasts about wrestling, on top of maybe the five or six hours I spend a week reading news about the behind-the-scenes shit, what's going on with wrestling. So you're talking this is a whole nother, this is a 30... 25, 30 hour week of just of just wrestling for me. Um, and I just look at just and it, it's not fun. It's just not fun anymore. Yeah. The quote CM Punk who said this on Twitter just before he quit WWE a few years ago this poop ain't no, this poop ain't fun no more. And that's what it's been for me. It, it's I was actually on so Sunday night was a big was a big pay-per-view. And yeah. It was not fun. And I just I was editing really? the podcast and it's just like I was dreading it all day watching this this pay per view, and there was a sense of dread I've never felt before watching wrestling or Damn. upcoming like even even mediocre pay per views that were like ah there'll be some good stuff on it I'm, like just, I'm excited about this I'm excited about that I was excited about nothing I was not looking forward to it and it's just I watched it and I was bored out of my fucking mind and I was editing the podcast while I was doing it and I had I'm just kind of like I don't even fucking care you know it's like just matches Bailey. Versus Charlotte versus Sasha Banks, I should be excited about that match. Three of the best women re- wrestlers in the world having wrestling at the same time against each other. I should be excited about that. I know Justin's confused right now, but I should be excited I'm about that. And I, I didn't care. I just didn't care, just because there was no reason to be excited about that. Um, so it just, hmm. I, it, it broke me. And then Monday, I was sitting, I was getting ready to watch it. I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I it just. Looking, uh, look. I was looking at this from an entertainment aspect, just from entertainment alone. From my time, so right now at work, it's getting busier, so I'm working more hours, so I have less free time. Yeah, and this from all of the shit that's out there. From there's more entertainment out there right now than any other time in the history of mankind. Like I can find entertaining shit at pretty much one click of a button. And I look at like, yep, just like all, all these great video games are coming out right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's maybe not all, not a bunch. But there's going to be some good videos coming out here soon. Um, a lot of TV shows are coming back now. You know, movies are coming out now. Things like that. Just There's so much stuff fighting for your time from an entertainment perspective. Oh, yeah, dude. That, that I legitimately look forward to and I enjoy playing, watching, whatever. Why am I wasting 25 hours a week of my free time, which makes up most of my free time on wrestling? 
that I don't enjoy. I, when, I, when I'm watching it, I'm either on my phone or I'm bitching about watching wrestling. So it's just like, that's what it turned into. And it's just like, so I went cold turkey. I have no idea what happened on Monday. I have no idea what happened on Tuesday. I have no idea what happened on Wednesday. I, I completely deleted my podcast. I, I deleted them off my DVR. I, uh, I've unfollowed every person that's outside of like, you know, I mean, Jack, but the people I followed specifically for wrestling, I unfollowed them on Facebook, Twitter, all that shit. Got it out of my life. I'm not saying this is goodbye forever. Yeah, but for a while, I need a break something, from wrestling. Something you need some fresh air. You need, yeah, you need something. You know, Tyler. You know what this sounds like is exactly what I went through around the time, around 2010 and stuff, when I just got really burnt out on professional wrestling, and that was mostly due to overexposure of uh, not only the shows though, but the quality of the stuff down the mid to late 2000s in WWE at the time was garbage. A lot of it was garbage. And the thing about it was, I took about a year off, at least a solid year off, just to go ahead and just recharge my things. It wasn't until CM Punk had his infamous pipe bomb moment that I started getting reintroducing myself and I started getting back into watching wrestling. And I'm kind of like where you are at right now in terms of, okay, I do enjoy professional wrestling. I do enjoy certain matches and stuff like that. But ever since SummerSlam, I've just been like, I've not watched anything. Why? Because I don't give a shit right now. I work 40 hours a week. I have little time to go and spend on something I absolutely dread to watch. And the thing is, if I'm going to spend my time wisely, I'm going to be either on YouTube watching some videos that I want to watch actually watching people who are entertaining me instead of being bored out of my fucking gourd or I can actually go through and play through a bunch of games like I did back in July and yeah. August <laughs> well yeah and it's just like not to say all of it sucks there's there's like in that 10-11 no, hours of no. content a week there's a few good hours of content but the problem is the bad part of it is just it's so bad I mean agreed bad and it's just it's almost unwatchable yeah at this like some of the stuff there's like they have like there's 70 80 90 wrestlers on that roster they they focus a lot on 10 of them and the rest of it is just like oh here's these guys and it just doesn't mm. matter and, and like sometimes they'll, like and they'll give them this like we spent five minutes writing this story it doesn't make any sense or it's just really dumb and it's just like awkward and bad and it's just unwatchable bad and that's yeah yeah I don't. It was, it's frustrating because I think the in ring is the best it's ever been. Um, as far as just across the board, especially WWE. Does that mean like the moves and stuff they're doing? The, like the wrestling the... matches themselves is like the best ever. The match choreography, the oh, tempo, yeah. like or the really like perfect. the the moves, yeah. everything the else is better stories, quality than the how athletic, it was. Athletic ability, all of it is better. It's not like the eighties where it's just a bunch of guys on steroids punching and kicking a lot. Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's a lot better now. Um, <laughs> just, just but like, in terms of the booking but in terms of the booking and the character development it's absolute yeah, garbage it, it's like basically watching two G.I. Joe figures do a lot of athletic moves and do this and that but yeah there's no hardly any payoff yeah. of this certain character build they've up. been creatively my, my Justin's still laughing <laughs> over this oh. but it's just they've been creatively bankrupt for about four three or four years now and every now and again they get a good story in there but <laughs> the most part it's just like 
they'll start a storyline and all of a sudden they'll just drop a storyline or they'll like they'll be doing a story yep. and like something will be bad and they just pretend like it never happened I don't know I don't I mean I don't want to make this a huge thing like as far as like on the podcast but I just thought you know as far as we talk about wrestling has been a big part of the show or at least a chunk of this part of the show mm-hmm. for since the beginning uh, and I just I mentioned it also should let you know uh, I was going to let Jake know I was going to let him know on the show uh I have deleted. I have canceled my account to WWE Network, which I've had since day one. Wow! Um, so after October fifth, uh, you guys might have to get your own account if you guys are interested in watching wrestling. Uh, hey man, no so, problem. Yeah, hey man, I just want to say good for you for uh, feeling a certain way and doing something about it. Yeah, dude, at least at least you let us like watch a lot of the content, Jake like, and I. You know that's freaking yeah. awesome. There's something going on, and you feel like you had to do it, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I think it's a good thing. It's a bummer because I love wrestling. It's one of my favorite things in the world, and it just sucks that it sucks. Yeah. Hopefully, um, it ends up all working out good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not goodbye forever. But I think yeah. it's like I, at least I don't know. I, I'm gonna give it a month. Is kind of my my idea, yeah. and like see where I'm at in a month. And if I still miss it, I'll go. I'll you know I'll see what's going on. If I don't. Then if I if if I don't miss it, then I'll just keep going on until whenever. Um, so yeah. Uh, but moving on to uh, some uh, to video games, with, which is the, the show is actually about. Um, we're gonna we're gonna jump into what we've been playing. Uh, let's start with Justin actually, because you've been gone oh. for a couple weeks. Um, go oh. ahead and talk. About okay, uh, I have been playing uh, two games. Uh, one of them is a pretty shallow game. But it's been a lot of fun. It's like a dollar sixty-eight, I think, something like dollar ninety-nine, on uh, PlayStation uh, deal like a week ago, two weeks ago. It's a uh, Pac-Man two fifty-six, and uh, I've always liked the old arcade Pac-Man. Uh, you know, you collect the pellets and you run away from the ghosts usually until you get a certain. I don't even know what's called power up. What's it say? Yeah. And all of a sudden the ghosts start blinking and you chase after them, and. Uh, it's all on one screen, and you can go like from you can go off the screen and come back around like through like holes. I think on even on the old one. It's been a while since I played the old one, but uh, that's basically what you do, and uh, you try to get high scores and you know go as fast as you can. So uh, Pac-Man 256, uh, it has the same concept there, but uh, you are actually kind of forced to move upwards, kind of like. Uh, the layout, or like the, the, it looks like Pac-Man, like the grid, you know, the kinda. board, the board. Yeah, there you go. And it's like, but you're constantly having to run away from the bottom because, like, there's this black glitch coming at, up. Is it kind of like Super Mario mm-hmm. Brothers three? With like on the on the when like the left side is like moving. Kind of so same go concept. Back. Okay. Same same concept, but you're going up. Okay. Yeah, can't, same concept though. Exactly. And it's like it's like glitchy thing. You can kind of go into it a little bit, but if you go too far, you're, you're dead. Okay. And uh, there's like different kinds of ghosts in it, and like you're just climbing up. You're trying to get as far as you can, basically. And it's all it's kind of narrow. You can only go so far to left and right. And uh, it, it, what's really weird, actually, about this game, is like how Pac-Man's like uh, it's square with the TV or whatever you're playing it on. This is like at an angle, like f- not quite 45 degrees kind of slanted hmm. and that's not how your controller is so it actually f- feels weird for a while like actually like going left and right when it's actually like going 
northwest and southeast, like if you were to actually do the directions. Yeah. It feels kind of odd, uh, but it's it's pretty easy to get used to. In this game, I actually like, played it nonstop, like, I, like, not nonstop. I've played it a whole bunch of times, like, every day I play it, like, for a while. And uh, my oldest daughter, Cadence, would play it, and she's four and a half, and she enjoys it a lot. And uh, she's, she kind of understood some of it, like, uh, how the ghosts are bad. And she'd yell, and <laughs> she, the ghosts would get her and stuff, but she had fun playing it. It was, it was enjoyable to, to play, and I, I was, I'll still play it every once in a while, but I... I kind of feel like I got my fill on it a little bit, like, um, like there's little challenges. Like, what's kind of cool is like, instead of just like the power up where you can eat the ghosts, which really doesn't do anything in this one, like not much. Uh, like you get power ups like fire, and ice, and uh, bombs. Oh, it's wow. kind of cool, and like you can get all these like, and you know, there's four different kinds of ghosts that I found. Orange ones randomly come down the screen. Uh, I think they're pink ones. They will go. Oh, they stay where they are, and then you go past like their line of sight. They'll chase after you, and then you have the red ones that will go. Like they'll just chase after you no matter what. But they they go your speed, so if you're going, they'll they'll never touch you. Hmm. But they're always there, coming after you. But the pink ones go faster. They're kind of creepy. Oh, you know, that's ones, cool. Yeah, like the pink ones actually go really fast, so you gotta get out of the way. And then, really fast. Uh, there's like ones that are in groups, and they go like side to side. And depending on what color they are, they'll act different too. But it's really a simple game. And there's challenges in it, like the like oh use kill twenty ghosts with uh, the fire power up. I did like seventeen of them. You get like a you un- I play on the PS4, and you get unlock like a, a, a achievement or whatever. Uh, Justin, it's a trophy. A tro oh a trophy. God. Yeah. And <laughs> fucking noob, noob, yeah, and uh, yeah, I did that. So I'll, I'll play it every once in a while. It's kind of cool. Um, there was something I was gonna say about it, but I kind of forgot what it was. <laughs> oh, I it took me forever to figure out. I was trying to figure out why is it called two fifty six Pac Man two fifty six. What is going on here? Well, come to find out, uh, if you eat two hundred fifty six pellets in a row, which is actually pretty hard to do in this game, because not every path, not every uh, like path has pellets you have to actually or like there's some that have missing segments so like you kind of got to like think ahead of time if you want to try to get mm. if you get 256 you everything on the screen dies it's like a huge like okay. mega bonus thing but yeah that's that's pretty much it for that game and the other game I started playing is uh Severed I ended up pick. I ended up really it up. You sounds kind of weird ended Wii, up U? Up. Wii U Wii U so is the 3DS one out yet? I don't know yet. I don't know. I know we get a free code when no. it comes out, though. I don't think it's out yet. I think okay. it's coming out soon, though. Do you, do you, okay. do you know if you get the free code for it? I haven't looked. Okay. I haven't looked into that yet, but I remember you saying that. Right. I just didn't know if it was a limited time thing. Or I think I think, uh, I think think anyone that buys it will get it. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, yes, I started playing this game. I was actually going to buy a different game, but I ended up not getting it yet, which was uh, Virginia. Yes. Probably going to purchase that pretty soon. Sounds interesting. Uh, well, this game, like you said last week, if you want to listen, was, or two weeks ago, was made by the same people, Drinkbox, I think? Made Guacamelee? Drinkbox. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Drinkbox okay. Studios. They made this game. Uh, first off, art style looks actually very similar. Yeah. The colors and the, yeah, the way it looks. Yeah. Um, 
I will say, like, uh, after I played this game for about an hour, I really started getting into it because I got to, like, a, a boss, like, a boss fight in it, and, like, I absolutely liked it. I was like, wow, this game is awesome. Like, I actually really like this game now. Um, it's like, I'm going to make some comparisons here. It's only way I can, actually, when I was playing, I was, I was trying to think of what it reminded me of, like, why I like it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, are one of the main reasons, and it's like, I feel like this is one of the great examples of what you can do with touchscreen uh, gaming and with unique ways of uh, fighting enemies and stuff. To me, personally, I'm going to go more into this here in a second uh, with this franchise anyways. It reminded me of uh, how Skyward Sword actually really realized motion controls and designed everything around it like in a really unique, fun way. Like I've never played a game like this before, and it's, it actually feels new to me. Mm-hmm. That's how this game makes me feel. Like just the way that the enemies are set up and how you attack them and stuff. Like it's like, oh man, this is really good. I'm like, I have I enjoy actually using the uh, stylus and slashing the enemies. Uh, there's one. It's like uh, there's a bunch of them, but uh, one that's really sticks out to me is this uh, character. Character. <laughs> it's like a big big square of eyeballs and like uh, you gotta hit the white ones that open up and it's, it's all time it's all based on time like spinning around because they have a- other enemies too you're trying to take care of and uh, you knock out the uh, certain eyeballs they're kind of hard to hit yeah and then like you start swiping like the main eyeball once it pops up everything has like a weakness to it uh, that enemy's really cool and uh, I'm gonna go back to the Zelda thing here in a second and this other en- enemy I just found is like Basically, to me, it's like this weird, like, veiny body. That's kind of the way you kill it. It's kind of like symbolizing cancer. You're, you're like, attacking cancer. That's how I look at it anyways. Then you're, like, destroying the, the those parts that make it spread. Then you end up killing the enemy. And, you you know, you, you sever off, like, the limbs and stuff. You collect them and you upgrade stuff. Uh, no, no, uh, besides the Skyward Sword thing, when I was playing this game, I couldn't stop thinking how much this game is, like, a Zelda game to me. Like, uh... Not only, like, the puzzles and, like, lighting uh, certain things, like, make doors open and, like, pathways. There's actually, like, this... I'm not sure if it's, like, you can go in any order for the dungeons, but I went to uh, the Crow dungeons. And, like, the music literally, like, seriously sounds like Forest Temple music <laughs> from Ocarina of Time uh, mixed with uh, the Fire Temple music. It's crazy. Like, they're, like, lapped over together. So they went from making a Metroid game to a Zelda game? Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, let me get to that, too. Thanks for bringing that back up to the Guacamelee thing. I think Guacamelee was, like, a really good game. But I got kind of bored of it because I feel like I've played games like this. And this one, I'm actually going to stick to and beat this game because I feel like it's something completely new. Like, I, I really like this game. Yeah. And that's, I'm not trying to diss on Guacamelee because I think it's actually a really good game. Yeah, I understand. But I got to a point where I kind of like, kind of lost interest in it. I got pretty far, I think, in the game, too. But I don't think I'll lose interest in this game because every time I find a new enemy and even, like, the puzzles are kind of in, somewhat engaging and the, the level design is actually really good and how you you think you're going to have to backtrack, but, like, it actually actually works out really well. Like, oh, go down these stairs and you're, like, you're right where you need to go. Yeah, it all it's rounds like, off in the end. Yeah, because yeah. at first it seems like, oh, man, this game's going to be hell because, like, you, all you, you just kind of move square by square. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to remember all this stuff. It's, it's not that bad. It's, like, really, I don't know, it's a really fun... To me personally, it's the freshest uh, game I've played this year. In terms of like, 
I actually feel like I'm doing something I haven't done before in the mm-hmm. game. I don't know. It feels really cool to me. Yeah, I get that. I like the game. I've not played it more this week. No. Uh, I have other games that just kind of like took my attention away. Yeah. In the limited time I've had time to play games this week, so uh, I I like I liked a lot. I just uh-huh. haven't got back to it. Yeah. But I'm going. My plan is to play more this weekend. Cool. It really helps out. Uh, real quick, one last thing is if I go upstairs, I have a two-story house at the moment, and if I go upstairs to the bed, I have the Wii U, which is directly one floor below me, and that's where the living room is. It's it's I'm just within range. Oh, nice! So I can play it up in the bed, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> All right, I uh, yeah, it's cool. This is, I, I I like I said last week. I wish I could play this on the 3DS more than the Wii U, though. Oh, really? Yes. I, I don't think I would just because of the size. I think that I, I think, think I it's like be, the, I, I think I, I the screen the bigger screen's nicer. I think it just having a hold of one hand would be easier in the 3DS for me. Oh. You yeah. have larger hands than I do. Oh, that's I true. Yeah. Short, pudgy hands. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that when I was playing. Like, I, I usually hold it with one hand, but I kind of like usually put it like on half of it, like on the leg. Yeah. And I kind of do something. It might be what I, I do. Really... I might have to use like a different, like a different style. Yeah. I was like just kind of like laying it down and just playing it that way, but it wasn't yeah. really working for me. I got, I get you. It never has bothered me yet. I actually have no complaints about this game so far. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I can see how that could be a problem. For yeah. Real. But that is a, it is a big controller. Yeah, uh, severed. Absolutely love this game so far. A surprise for me. Yeah, I didn't know what it was, and you were talking about it like, a couple weeks ago. I was like, I've been excited about this severed. game for months. Yeah, I watched a video too. I was not interested at all. Hmm. Like I, I saw one uh, little tiny paragraph of review, and I was like, this sounds interesting. So it's cheap. Too. And I heard you talk about it, and I was like, this sounds cool. It's like thirteen bucks or something. Yeah, thirteen forty nine. Yeah, yeah. I think. Not that bad. Uh, it's on Wii U. I and, think it was like the exact number. Yeah, uh, I think it's on Wii U. It's been on Vita for a while, so yeah. yeah if you want those, check them out. I wonder how it'd work on Vita because you use your finger. Yeah, you? it's, yeah it's I just, wonder how it would. Imagine more of the same. They even get the, the trophies from the Vita version into. They put it into the. Um, oh the, yeah, the actual the version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what's cool. Like, those cool indie games always have trophies, no matter what system it's on. Yeah. Like, uh, that's how uh, Shovel Knight was, too. I think it's just because they, like, they made it, they, they made it with the other consoles, they just, like, left them in there. Shovel Knight, though, came out, I think, first on Wii U, but... Well, it's not, I think it was on, might have been Steam for, Steam and Wii U at the same time or something. Oh, was it? I can't remember how it worked. Either way, it's yeah. cool. Like, yeah. it's, because most old games always had that kind of stuff inside of it. Yeah, very true. They kind of disappeared and went to a whole different thing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anything else, though? <laughs> no. Okay. That's uh, that's it for this week. Okay. Uh, I'm going to jump into what I've been playing, actually, real quick. I'm going to mix up. Usually, I go last. I'm, I want to go. We're going to make Gables wait. <laughs> uh, so, I've been playing a couple games this week. Uh, I talked about last week I beat Bioshock 1. I decided to jump into Bioshock Infinite. Um, I'm going to let Justin borrow my copy of Bioshock yes. uh, so he can play it. Um, excited. Yeah, um, so I've been playing that a little bit this week. I'm only a couple hours into it, but I, I beat it before. Um, it was in my honorable mentions for favorite game of all time. So it's in my top, it's between 30 and 40. I can't remember exactly where. Um, but going through this again, it's... I'll say this. I, I wish when they remade these games, they kept the control, they made the controls, they updated the controls. Two Bioshock one and two. I don't know about two, but at least one because the controls in one 
are a lot different than what your average shooter are. So it's just like That's a lot of two like was too. Yeah, maybe it's probably the same thing. I haven't played two yet. Um, I I mean I played two and like when it first came out, but I mm-hmm. played it in its collection. Um, so the in Bioshock one like the controls are very wonky, just like the jumping and the crouching, uh, collecting treasure shit like that. It's very different than what you're used to in shooter games. Um, and this in Bioshock Infinite, it is um, it's kind of more what you're used to in shooter games as far as the controls go. So I'm but I'm so used to, it's a Bioshock game. So I'm used to the Bioshock controls now. So now I'm constantly doing things. Like, I, I mean, to reload my weapon, um, but instead I'm collecting treasure. Or I mean to collect treasure, but instead I reload my weapon and I wasted a, a my health pack. Or I wasted um, something, or I did something I didn't want to do yeah. um, a lot. So that's really my one big issue with this game. But overall, it's still a really good game. Going to Arcadia is awesome. Uh, I It's... I, the gameplay itself, I think, is better. Um, I en- I enjoyed the uh, the powers though more in Bioshock than I do the Vigors in uh, Infinite, uh, just because the change they made like they changed from like the firepower to now your basically your firepower is a grenade um, kind of thing. Or there's some cool there's some cool what there's cool power ups you have, but I, I still like I said this back back when it first came out um, Bioshock Infinite. Um, I felt the same way, but I like the powers more in Bioshock than I did uh, Bioshock Infinite. Um, overall, I, the gameplay itself is more fun, and then the world is fun. Um, it's still incredible. Um, Rapture is always going to still be one of the coolest um, uh, settings, I think, in gaming history, though. And Arcadia is great, but it's nowhere near, I think, as cool as Ar- Rapture. As far as just when you go in there, it just... But I'm always, I've always liked the um, kind of the claustrophobic feel, mm-hmm. and I get that more in Rapture than I do in Arcadia. It reminded me a lot of those, uh, Spheres, the old like Michael Crichton book about the city underneath the ocean. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know much about it, but I just... oh yeah, it's always when I played it, anyways, it reminded me of that. Okay, I knew about that when I was a kid. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, when I, I played a game like that. So I've always thought of when I played the game when I played Bioshock originally, I thought of Event Horizon, the thing, movies. Oh yeah, um, Event and, Horizon for sure. Yeah, and the thing, yeah, and Alien, of course. Yeah, uh, three of my my favorite horror movies. Um, so. Yeah, it's uh, still a really great game. Uh, if you guys haven't played the games, check them out. Uh, if, if you like the Bioshocks, it still lives up. It's not it's not nostalgia. It's still still fucking great games. Um, That's good. Yeah. Um, the other game I played, uh, this came out a couple years ago on Steam, actually. And I was heard really good things about this. And um, it finally came out, I think, last week or two weeks ago on PS4 and Xbox One. It's called Jazz Punk. I talked about last week. I, I bought it, but I didn't play it yet. Um, this I've been thinking all week how I wanted to talk about this game how 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 to talk about this game it is you talking about like one of the most unique experience like Severed being the most most different most unique experiences you've had in a long time gameplay wise yeah for sure Um, this is kind of the same way for me where this is it's so it's made in the Unity engine uh-huh. Uh, which is very popular for like the cheaper um, yeah. Steam games. Like you see a lot Back of games. Two fifty six was made with Unity. Oh really? Yep. Uh, okay, I know that. Um, so a lot of games are made in the Unity engine nowadays, especially like smaller end companies and smaller end developers. Um, so it doesn't look very good from a graphical standpoint or just an art style, uh, anything like that. But this game, so basically, it's like it's like nineteen fifty nine, and you're a spy, and it's uh-huh. almost like a. A James Bond kind of knockoff thing. 
Interesting. Where you're trying to like get back this dictator that's been kidnapped, and you're going in. So he starts off uh, really cool intro, by the way. It's like it's very much like a James Bondy type of intro. Um, so you're going in. You're going to like this train station that's also it's actually a hidden like base for like. It's not even like I don't even want to say like a, like a government underground base. It's just like a tr- like one train and the desk in it and like a chalkboard. And this guy's like, "Here's your mission. Do this. You take this pill, and then you go on. You're in this area, um, and like you're like these weird like round figures. Like um, I don't know how like not stick figures. Like, they they made the bodies, but it's very cheaply done. Like kind of like Can you see features of a face or anything, or is like a silhouette. It, I mean, there's features of a face, but it's not like okay. it's not much there. Yeah. To it, sometimes it's just like it's just like a, the, you see the black outline, and then it's just the white body. Or it might be a white outline with a black body kind of oh. thing. With, the, with the, you see the tie. Some people have a top hat and a mustache. Um, <laughs> it's all very like it looks very cheaply done. But this game is like a bunch of like what the fuck, moving on kind of thing. Like it's like you can beat the game in probably like forty five minutes. You just want to do the straight storyline really? stuff. But the fun of this game is doing all the side stuff and going around. Like all the levels are really small. There's uh-huh. like five levels. They're all very small. But there's so much, like, weird shit that we interact with everything. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. And I'm not talking, like, crying funny. But it's just, like, a lot of, like, a lot of laughs and chuckles. Everything in this game is fucking dumb. And it I sounds fucking awesome. love this game. I wish this game... If this game was coming out this, this year, it'd be probably... It would easily be in one of the top five games of this year I played. So it could easily. be... Go ahead. I was saying it still could be on your, like your list or whatever. I, I won't put it on there just because it came up from 2014. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna, yeah, but um, you can. I, 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 maybe I will. I don't know. But this game is so. I beat this game twice in 48 hours. I have Bioshock Infinite in front of me. I beat this game twice for in 48 hours, and I got the platinum on it. I didn't even try to get the platinum on it, and I got it. It's just like. So some of the events that happen, like one level, you're on a beach and you get the uh, what's the metal, a metal detector, metal and you're going around the beach and you're just finding weird shit, and you find uh, Han Solo carbonite, or like <laughs> there's one level you're like you're just like you find this frog oh. who lost the, he has like a cookie that has the Wi-Fi password on it to Starbucks, but it's Star B U X, and it's on it's in the middle of the street. So you play, you're in a playing Frogger, and you're playing Frogger to go get the the Wi-Fi cookie in the middle of the street. And every time you die and get ran over, it goes back, and it's him. He's he's now he's got a crutch, and he's got one arm. He's <laughs> like, not again, please. And you, you restart the fucking thing. And just, I did this like 20 times of me trying to get the stupid fucking Wi-Fi cookie for him. And then it's just like, you all right, now you're in a movie theater, and you're throwing popcorn at people. It's just, it sounds stupid, and it is. But it's way funnier than I'm giving than what I'm saying gives justice that to. Sounds cool. This game is fantastic. This is a great fucking game. Um, you even with me doing all the I, I don't know if I did everything, but I found most of the shit, and it took me like two hours to beat this game. Nice. And I went back and I probably beat it in like an hour and a half. How much time. is this game? Uh, I think it's like fourteen bucks, fifteen bucks, maybe. 15 bucks. I got it for like eleven dollars because it's on sale the first week. It really used a discount. Oh. Um, so I think it's like eleven somewhere eleven fifteen dollars range. Um, this game is fantastic. I just want to say that. Everybody check this game out. This game is awesome. Uh, uh, we'll have to check this game out before the year is ended. Yeah, um, or at least I, I would check out some videos. Um, yeah, I'm going to check it out. 
Mm-hmm. Not too many to spoil the game, but just just enough to kind of give you an idea of what the game yeah. is. Because it, it's got a style of humor, and I don't know, it's not for everybody. But uh, I would say at least check some shit out because this game is fucking Sounds fantastic. Interesting. But um, Gables, Jack, what's yeah. up, buddy? What you been playing? Well, well, this is kind of an odd topic for me because uh, I have played absolutely nothing this week. <laughs> I know, it's sort of anticlimactic. It's like, oh, hey, let's set it up for Jack. And I was like, eh. But, uh, no, man, ever since I finished Uncharted 4, man, I've just been kind of uh, drifting and seeing what I could just think about playing, you know? It's like, I I want to play something, but I don't have any idea what I want to play. <laughs> Can I make a suggestion? No, what's now? Jazz Punk. <laughs> did you did you see that Facebook video I posted? I, I tagged you in. Yes, I did see that, and that was really random and kind of. That's jazz pump for you. So I, I posted this on Facebook. So I found this like this championship belt going back to yeah, going back that. to it, and, and then all of a sudden this guy bursts out of the wall, and it's Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, it's not really him, but it's basically yeah, making fun of him. You know, it's and him. then you end up having a wrestling match. With this guy that basically is Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> and then there's also a, there's also a, a I'm, I'm going I'm sorry I'm going I'm going I can't I love Jazz Punk so much guys <laughs> I love this game I just want to keep talking about it. I want to I want to watch him play this game so bad so this is one part I'm going back oh, no. again. so he didn't play anything so I'm going I'm taking your ten minutes I'm going to talk Jazz Punk <laughs> no so there's this one part in this level it turns into Street Fighter guys there's a Honda just randomly parked somewhere. You go up to it, and you get to a Street Fighter fight. The name of the character you're fighting, it's a, it's a Honda car. It's called Some Honda. Some Honda. Nice. <laughs> I Some Honda. love this game, guys. And Jim Strong is in this game, which I didn't know about until after I beat the game. He's in he, the he, game? He's, uh, he has two... He's not in the game, but he, he plays a, he's a voice actor in the game. That's cool. And there's a Fruit Ninja minigame in there somewhere. I'm playing Jazz Punk when you guys leave. <laughs> go back and play Jazz Punk again. Oh, boy. I used to watch him. <laughs> This game's fucking great. I love Jasmine. Yeah. Hey, dude, I'm glad you... I have not been this excited to talk about a game. In... I mean, I shouldn't say that. But as far as talking about the game, I don't think I've been this excited about talking about it. That's awesome. This game's great, guys. Everybody... <laughs> I just want to give this guy more money. I feel like I ripped him off, you know? I'm going to send him 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to send him a $50 bill. Might as $50 well. bill. Well. I'm going to buy eight copies. Well, I guess we know the name of the episode of this podcast... Jazz fingers. <laughs> Everybody buy jazz punk, please. Jazzy, just, just buy it. Punk. Jazz, jazzy punk. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. That's what you said it. He didn't want Jack and Ga- Jack and for cables being the podcast title, but I made it anyways. So now jazzy punk is going to be the name of this game. Jazzy punk. I don't want that. Well, now it's not going to be jazzy <laughs> punk. You, you made a point, Justin. Damn it. But speaking of. Paying extra money for games. Here's a question I have for you guys. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't really know what the, so much what the question is, but the overall topic I wanted to yeah. discuss. You got to figure out where you begin with this. Everybody. So, the price of games. Where do we sit on that? As far as like, what would you be willing to go to for games? Uh, really, that's what the starting point I have is like. People have said for a long time, games are the most expensive they've ever been. And uh, the prices stayed the same for... To make. 12 years. Yeah. 
as far as like making games, it's way more than what it was 15, 20, 30 years ago. But the prices generally stayed the same. Um, kind of. So, I mean, you got to look at like the value of Not the dollar for really. The, I mean, back then, back when the Atari Atari days, games were fifty yeah, bucks, forty, fifty bucks, which is crazy. Um, imagine paying forty bucks for ET. Ugh. I think Zelda was like eighty or ninety bucks. Right yeah, now. I remember sixty four game. I remember Super Mario, uh, Superman sixty four was seventy dollars at Walmart. Oh my! That'd be oh my gosh! That's, that's, that's like one of the best games ever made. That's too. like a nineteen ninety eight money too. So that's crazy. Oh man! Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm just kind of curious. Uh, some I, I was thinking, I've been thinking about kind of like for a while now really it's been talked about for a long time with going to this new generation where prices of games go up I'm just what would be the breaking point really for you as a game like like uh, like where the $60 mark if they goes were, up yeah like a triple A title so let's say you're think about your favorite franchise for every game like like yeah uh, say Breath of the Wild it's coming out yeah what would at one point would you start to think about that's gonna be to, skewed ooh, though for me, it's me. I know, obviously, because there's, uh, there's that fandom to it. But you're, but this is like this is like the game you're most anticipating. Okay. What what, what point would you start? Would you like you right now? You're like no doubt sixty bucks. I'm buying that game, this, right? Oh yes. Okay. But what point would you start to think? Would you start to think if about it? If they told me, if they said there will be no season pass, there will be no DLC, there will be no in-app or in-game purchases necessary. Everything that will ever be on this game. Is yours right now? I would hope it's sixty dollars, but like, <laughs> but I would I would go up. No, no, I wouldn't. I don't know. It's a hard thing, man. Uh, it's because it, this question is like, I will I will pay money to play that game. That's like a. Whew, I don't know. To be honest with you, for some reason my judgment is cloudy. I understand. Like Yoda, I look at like I mean, for me, there's like there's like Metal, if, like, we were asking this question about a year ago of Metal Gear Solid Five. I mean, now I would pay a hundred bucks for that game easily. Like one twenty kept jumping in my head. That's yeah, double the price. Yeah, obviously, I guess. But, so here's but here's the, so here's the, like that's your favorite uh, game. Think about like games like you're sort of interested in. Are games you're interested enough to buy day one, but you're not like you never play so. Color Splash. I want to buy it for sixty bucks. I want that game next Friday. What if it was sure? What if it was seventy? Seventy. God damn! Is it fifty bucks? Money. It's sixty. What oh, is sixty? I oh, hope I was, so. Oh, it's fifty. I think it's sixty. Oh, I hope okay. It so seventy bucks. Uh, seventy bucks. Uh, it's only ten dollars more. Eighty bucks. I would jump to seven. Like, the thing is, like, with that game though, I'd wonder. Wait, wait, wait. If uh. Mario Kart 8 was 60 bucks. Why is Color Splash uh, well, 70 that's, bucks? We're just, that's like this, I know. I know. It's, I just it's, a, it's a dumb get to do thing. It's okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I'd, I'd get to like 70 bucks and I'd, after 70 bucks I'd boycott. I wouldn't, just, I wouldn't buy it. I'd boat, boat my wallet. Yeah. Understandable. You know? I mean, and not so much like I don't want to say boat for your wallet kind of thing but like as far as like if if the sixty dollar thing just went away and it was just like just okay game, it was at the wild wild west of like fucking game prices like Call of Duty now is ninety bucks Battlefield's ninety bucks uh, some games are eighty bucks some games are forty bucks some games are thirty bucks you know like I, I just so much in that point like 
I, I'm just kind of curious. What's the breaking point for us as gamers? As like, far as like for okay, like uh, this. You got anything to say, Jack? Before I say something? Huh? Oh, I'm actually just waiting for what you guys are going to oh, say. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um, I was going to say, if you put it that way, there's really no set standard. Man, there there'd be some really. It'd be a big change, and there there probably wouldn't be like DLC. I think uh, there still would be definitely. You really, you might be right. Uh, I guess it'd be so it'd be so uh, up to the developer and everything, depending on what how big this, how long this game is, how much uh, they think it's worth, how many, how much they think you would, you know, actually put into it to make a decision. It's it's, it's super hard to say because like. Out of all the games that I can think of now, you could not go above without the DLC and stuff. You couldn't go above eighty bucks. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think see. it'd be like the bubble. Like, I don't think you could unless unless like there's some type of game out there that we don't know about that drastically changes. Like, oh wow, this game is like this. Uh, this like it's I don't know something we can't even fathom. This is worth one hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that even will ever exist. I don't know. No, as far as with it, like, but just game wise, what 120 bucks means in our economy currently? No, I mean maybe in 50 years, who knows what, the, which, what 120 bucks will mean in 150 years? Uh, which a dollar it might be it's hard to it's <laughs> hard to like say because like some games do cost that much if you want like DLC and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's it's. A I weird, just mean like the flat, thing. like this yeah. is what on the disc shit kind of thing. Uh, it's hard to say, man. I, I think, like, I, I, I know they come from this, like, people that make games have the same questions probably every time, mm. all the time. And I think, like, that's why there is paid DLC and stuff is because it, it seems like t- for them it's it's a night, it's a somewhat less, for some reason, I think it's, like, only certain people will buy the DLC, and I think they think it's a less dickish move to make it so... A more casual person, a more core gamer, a more casual like that just wants a just a game, the normal game without any DLC. Will just they don't want to make them have to like have a bad taste in their mouth, mm-hmm. like buying a game for a hundred bucks. Uh, I think that they they do have the DLC though because they know there are diehard fans that will pay for the DLC. Yeah, and I mean diehard fans. Like I oh, think yeah. those are the people that do pay for the DLC. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> like, yeah, and I, I just I think that they wouldn't. It's a, definitely a battle that they have all the time, and no game does it the same. You know, uh, there's like season passes. It's yeah, I know I'm kind of going off subject here. Like I don't know, I don't know what the price thing is. It's so crazy. It, it all depends, you know. It's so hard to pinpoint. I I, I paid two dollars for a game that I really enjoyed for like a week. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. And I then I was sixty dollars too. Enjoyed it for two days. Yeah. It all depends. It's, yeah. It's weird. It, it really it really comes down to you, but man, I don't know. I, I don't think they go could go above eighty bucks. Okay. For just like oh, this is a you know like a sixty dollar game now it's eighty bucks. It right. could not go above that. I think that's. I think that money would lead to because it's so expected now. It's such an ingrained thing. For like, I don't know when it started. How how much were GameCube games and PS2 games? Fifty anyone, bucks. Anyone know? Fifty. They, they were, were fifty dollars. You guys are right. 
As a matter of fact, that generation pretty much introduced the lining of uh, the standardized fifty dollars a game. Yeah, sixty was three sixty in PS3, and the Wii was fifty. Yeah, and then, yep, then the Wii U finally went to sixty. I remember that. Yep. No, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, I'm curious to see because, yeah, I'm curious to see what will happen. Yeah. How all their stuff works out. What they think they need to charge for a game now. Okay. Like next yeah. generation, if they're you know if there's. Each system will have their own next generation, I guess. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But that's interesting. <laughs> Anyone else? I, I feel like I've talked You're way right. too long. You're right. About, Jack, you got anything you want to add on that one? Hmm. Well, when it comes to my personal preferences for the type, like how much I would like to spend on a game or something like that, I'm notorious when it comes to getting plenty of games for like dirt cheap or whatever. Because I normally like looking for deals, so in actuality, the type of point, you know, my limit would be the actual $60. Then and there, you know, if I'm getting one game for $60 or something like that, it's got to be a goddamn good game that I want to play. So I am less likely to take a chance on a bunch of games which I've hear good stuff about, but I'm not sure if I will be interested in. And that just, that just come that just like, uh, just gives it's just like something I used to do too. Like whenever I would go through high school, and I would only spend like only so much for certain games, because hey, that was the money I had, and that's pretty much I had to pick a couple games, which probably are like twenty dollars a pop, and do this and do that. The good thing about today, in terms of today's game gaming landscape and stuff, people may think that games are pretty fucking expensive now, which, yeah, there are some DLC things, but a lot of them are not necessary. As a matter of fact, I would actually make the point that games are cheaper now than they've ever been because of the entry points to certain games you can go to. You can play free games on your mobile devices or your PC or wherever the hell you want to do. You can still pay for, like, AAA experiences and stuff. You can always wait for them to go down in price or whatever, but... As for, and you know what, just as for my preferences and stuff like that, my actual limit is, like I said, $60. I don't like, I don't even like spending over $50 for like a game, like one single game, because there's no really any guarantee that I'm going to enjoy it for the full duration of the week, you know, because I've had experiences in the past where I've bought a full game like for $50 or $60, I have not even fucking touched it, like in like months sometimes maybe like even a year after an initial purchase because i've been so occupied with everything else you know it's like but uh yeah that's pretty much my extent on it okay. <laughs> um well i guess for me then i would it be fair to say that i probably buy more games than anybody else on the show probably yeah especially now as far as like the big the <laughs> i guess triple a as far as the physical titles um, so I, I probably buy a dozen games a year or so, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, some years, maybe 15, there's been years I've bought 20. Um, and I buy a lot of my games on day one. Like, I'm, I'm not a patient person when it comes I'm to, the like, same way. like, if there's a game, like, Justin's like, sometimes he's just like, I'll wait and see. Like, he, you're definitely more patient than I am. Uh, especially lately. Uh, yeah. I wasn't like that two years ago. But, like, as far as, like, a No Man's Sky, like, I bought that fucking hype and I bought it I went to the store after work the day one and bought it you know it's like I am the person like I'll do that shit you know and it's like um 
I'll say this. Like, I... There's definitely games that, like, that would be day one buys. I would, like I said, Mass, if uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, or Andromeda came out and it was 80 bucks, I would, I'd be okay with I mean, would I be okay paying $20 more? No. But I would do it because I fucking love the other three Mass Effect games. Uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, like I, I've said, I said it back when, I, when the first game came, came, that game first came out. If I would have paid 100 bucks for that. At first, I'd probably be a little bummed about, but I would have fucking done it because it's fucking Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, it's Metal Gear Solid. Other games, like, though, know, I look at, like, going into, like, a Doom. Um, if that was 100 bucks or 80 bucks, I don't know if I would have. Going into it, just yeah, hindsight. Not, not knowing what it is. The, you know, the pleasure of hindsight. Fuck yeah, 80 bucks. I'm in, you know, but. Yeah. Um, I think that would be. I think 80 bucks would be my limit, but I would not buy. I'd be way more. Pickier about what I buy, and I would definitely be more like like a, a Jack is, where it's just like I'll wait two months and I'll get the game for half the price. Yeah. And I, it's like there's games I've bought and it's just like I wish I would got that. For, I wish I waited two months to get that, but that's just yeah. not who I am as a gamer. Um, I don't. I just yeah. There's certain games like you talking about Breath of the Wild. Like I'm trying to think. There's not a game I'm hyped about like that much as you are probably just for Breath of the Wild. Um, but like quietly I look, hyped. Yeah, like, but like a South Park or a Last Guardian, I'd, I'd pay 80 bucks for that. You know, I would be okay paying yeah. 80 bucks for that. Just going off of, like, going into it. I mean, obviously, going hindsight, maybe not. But yeah, um, I, mean, I look at, like, a, a Mafia 3, I, I'm really excited for that game. But if it was 100 bucks, I would not by buying it. Yeah. I would wait, and I'd probably wait a couple months until it's cheaper, or at least wait to see what people are saying about it kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of curious, like, because um, it's been such a big topic um, over the last few years, and I've heard it more and more. Uh, I've heard it, it kind of comes up every so often about how games are the most, uh, making games is the most expensive there's ever been, but the, and they're the cheapest they've ever been set to buy for consumers, which is great for us. I mean, I'm not gonna complain about, I'm not gonna complain about sixty bucks when it's been that basically that price. It's gone up ten bucks in twenty years. Hard to complain about that. Um, yeah. Really, can argue yeah. twenty five, thirty years. Um, so yeah, I, don't, I was just kind of curious, like I said, whether everybody was out on that because I've heard a lot of different arguments about like people like losing their mind. I've heard the argument, oh well, they're really expensive to make, so I mean, you know, so maybe they should go up, things like that. I don't know, uh, but I don't know. but let's move on. We got, there was a few news topics to talk about this week. Um, we're gonna jump into the first one with uh, the UK. Uh, some real, a lot of retailers, maybe all of them. I'm not sure. I think it's. Almost all of them. Okay. Um, uh, after October. Is it after October or is it, after, is it October 1st? October is like the last month, I think. Okay. Um, so after October, um, retailers will no, no longer be able to uh, order Wii U's in the, U, the UK. Uh, I remember about this a little bit last week. And a little surprising because, I mean, the, the NX is coming out in March. And usually, I mean, you could still, like, you still find brand new PS3s in stores right now and Xbox 360s. So, uh, does yeah. Jack you want to jump on this one first? Well, yeah. Let's see. Honestly, I'm not really too surprised though. But at the same time, it's like Nintendo hasn't said anything about the NX, and now it's we're hearing rumors now from like a UK retailer that they're not even going to get any more 
orders for Wii U's after a specific date. I mean, that's clear-cut sign that there's going to be another console announcement soon. I mean, there's got to be, you know. Yeah, they said they're ceasing <laughs> production. Oh, really? I didn't know they're well, yeah. Because region locked. Oh, okay. I'll so there wouldn't that. be any more. All right, yeah, makes sense then. I forgot the region lock part. Which yeah. I don't know what, what that really means. It's like a tiny code they put in there. I don't know. But, mm. yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Jack. Well, it's like what I'm saying, though. It's like whenever there's a console cycle or something like that, the last bits of the console just go out to retailers and then just uh, just stop after a certain amount of time. Unless it's like an extra, extraordinary case, like say the PlayStation 2. But, uh, honestly, I'm not too surprised if this actually is true. <laughs> but, uh, I could totally see, say, in January or something like that, just retailers just not getting, like, Wii U at all inside the U.S. I mean, considering how the sales have went for the system and in general and stuff, I bet they'd be happy just to get rid of the console. <laughs> To be perfectly honest, since even like at a lot of retailers' spots that I've went to, say like Walmarts and GameStops, there's constantly Wii U consoles for sale and stuff, and sometimes they're there for months. But, yeah. Want to go first? Uh, I can, yeah. Um, a couple things looking into this. Yeah, I mean, what they sold 13 million uh, consoles worldwide. Um, so maybe maybe they have a shit ton sitting in a warehouse right now, and they maybe they sold out faster in the UK than they thought. It could be something like that. Like you said, it could be chip. Could be something like a something in the code or something like maybe a simple update on the on the uh, going on when you plug it online makes it work in their areas and others. I don't know that side of it. Um, but just looking at this, if this is coming. I mean, it's weird because it's UK only, uh, but I can see this eventually becoming a worldwide thing where. A couple things could happen. One, it's kind of it's kind of like the amiibo kind of thing, where it's like these like shortages kind of thing. It might make people more, uh, maybe we'll get some extra a boost take of sales last, out of this. Take the last stock. Yeah, try to get rid of mountains or yeah, whatever they have. I don't know. Just like they'll give them like this false sense of maybe not even a false sense, but like maybe people think, oh man, these aren't gonna be hard to find here soon. These might be collectible or whatever. Like I better get one of these now. So maybe we'll get a nice jump in sales before the next comes out kind of thing. Um, two, I look at it like this: going off the idea um, th- that the Breath of the Wild is an NX Day One launch and it comes out with the Wii U. You, it's fair to say, what of those thirteen million people that have a Wii U out there, eight, nine million of those are probably going to get an NX um, around launch, if not fairly soon afterwards. Because uh, obviously, it seems like the Wii U, a lot of that is the hardcore game, the Nintendo fans. That are getting those, that getting that console, um, so maybe it's a good way of getting um, not only those people, majority of people are already going to get it next, probably going to get Breath of the Wild on that console. You're going to make so the Breath of the Wild is going to be on both consoles. There's a shortage now out there. It's going to be hard to find Wii U's, so you're going to force people to buy your new console yep. to get Breath of the Wild, which is fucking genius if that's the case. I don't know if that's the case. I'm, this is the theory I have. That if... And maybe it's just like they're seizing production because they don't sell with the shit in the UK. They don't. But I think you're also right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple things, but yeah. I think you're right about that. Yeah, uh, that's like the biggest thing I had though. Go ahead. Uh, 
No, like I agree with you guys on all your the business stuff. Uh, the first thing I thought was like, it's like I you know, I know like the NX is coming sometime, you know. But like it, it does feel weird, like finally, like, oh, it's the first sign of like actually whoa, they can't order any more Wii U's there, mm-hmm. and it's just like to me, you know, I got the Wii U as soon as I could. It was like a week after it came out. I was like go around every store. I finally found one at Walmart. Uh, from day one when I got Nintendo Land, I loved this console. Like just, just uh, I don't know. Everything about it is cool to me. And like, there was definitely some time, especially towards like actually throughout its life, that it had like uh, lack of uh, games, which to, to me is totally uh, because it didn't really have third party support. Because first party wise, they were cranking out games in my opinion for like the first three years especially after like the the first fall it really started and there was droughts there too but uh just just overall it's like it was it's it's like it was the first system of this generation uh i played on it even when i got a ps4 i played on the wii u way more than the ps4 because the ps4 also didn't have lots of games for a long time but it eventually did and now, now i play the ps4 more and I use it more for, like, watching, like, Netflix and stuff. It's, like, a little, you know, it's faster. Um, I, don't, I don't know. This, like, the games on it, I don't, I just can't find anywhere else. Uh, I feel like it's gonna be, it's a very underrated console. To me, it's sad. The story of the Wii is sad to me. Because it's kind of funny to me because people really want, like, Nintendo's next console to be a very normal system. And the Wii U is a very normal system. To me, it's arguably arguably the most normal system they've ever made. Uh, yes, it has lots of technologies inside of it, uh, but they're, none of them, except for the the uh, non-leg like remote play stuff, is something they've never used before. Like, uh, it just interests me. Like the control schemes, like very normal. Uh, it just kind of a uh, yeah. It's and and to me, the name's not the problem. It was their marketing. Like, the more I thought about the name, it's almost like, actually, like, if you were to think about the name, now I, I, I always thought it was kind of a weird name, but now that I think about it, it's like, that makes perfect sense. No. We, you, it's like, I, pod, mm-hmm. but we, you. It's like the exact same thing, but, like, mm-hmm. it has the U at the end instead of the I at the beginning of pod. It's like, I know exactly what they're trying to do, and I think, I think you do, everyone knows, too, what they're trying to do. It's just, it's a shame to me. But I'm, I'm glad that it maybe it happens so Nintendo realizes, like, I don't know, like, they need to just step it up, especially in marketing. Yeah. I think, to me, that's, like, going to be the, one of the most important things. And just find a way to fit into this ever-changing uh, landscape of video gaming. I know I kind of was going off tangent here, but that made me think of all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know where the Wii U's going to be in my top, like, list of favorite Nintendo consoles but uh they has got one more game coming out this year like one big game one big game I can think of besides Breath of the Wild but I don't really count that because it's coming out in both yeah uh but uh Color Splash and it's like yeah it's just, it's, it's it's like a console that was destined for so much more and just obviously as a business they, they can't they cannot con- continue to support a uh marketing uh economic failure 
No. And it just doesn't make sense to me. I understand why. It's just kind of, it's kind of sad in a way. It's weird. No. It's like my first system on my own. Yeah. I went and bought and I have it on my own that I really like. I've kind of had like a, kind of fell in love with it in a weird way. If you can fall in love with a machine, I just like all these little things about it. But, yeah. Singularity starting right here. Singularity. Falling in love. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I, I think the, Nintendo went a, maybe a little cocky with the with the Wii U, thinking that, I mean, you can, it's, we've talked about this before, but I think they hit lightning in a bottle twice in the same time with DS and the Wii. Yeah. And I think they went in a little cocky with the 3DS, thinking the DS name meant more than it did, and the Wii name, and thought that we, oh, we could just release this, not really explain what this is with marketing, and people will buy it. Right. And they found it on both ends. No, that's not the case. <laughs> and nobody bought the 3DS for a long time. And then and nobody really bought the Wii U just in general. Yeah. And I know I've... And, and the 3DS luckily began it so well. I think it sold over 60 million units. Yeah, I mean, they, but they came out way overpriced. Oh, totally. Told and both systems did. Yeah. It's just a lot of problems. There's a lot of things that go against it. And the, you know, the fact that your biggest game for the first year is Super Street Fighter 4 3DS. That's pretty that's really bad <laughs> launch style. Yeah. The year old no. game at that point, yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's sad to me, personally. Yeah, but I'm very hopeful to the future, and I will always remember the Wii U as so far, anyways. I just will think. remember you, Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> I will remember Wii U. Wii U. Remember Wii? Yeah. No, I don't know. And I, I, I uh, real quick. And I think this tells me that Nintendo's next console will have a special thing about it. That's not just the home console to handheld thing. But that could be special enough. It definitely could be. Because there really hasn't been anyone that did it like that. Where like that actually is dedicated to doing that. Uh, but yeah. but Because seeing, look at the numbers. GameCube is like the Wii U. GameCube is the most normal console they had. Yeah. One of the most powerful ones that generation, and it sold. It was the only second worst selling one to this one. Yeah. So when they look at the math, they're not going to do that again. Yeah, they can't. So be be ready for something strange. Yeah, that's what I want to tell you. Like I said, they can't. Really can't I don't know if they can afford. I mean, they could afford it, but I don't know what will happen if they yeah if they come out and flop again. I'm so I'm just patiently interested. Oh, I'm no longer patient. I stopped being impatient because like, I was like whatever you know this is going to happen when it happens nope hashtag fuck Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's yeah I just want to get that out there but yeah that's all for me okay. about that topic well we're going to jump on to, we're going to stick with Nintendo and we're going to discuss Nintendo also recently announced the NAS Classic that is coming out to uh, Japan uh, there's unsurprisingly to quote Justin, <laughs> looks like the Famicom, <laughs> which honestly I have no. I said this when they first announced the classic um, uh, a few months ago for America. I had no interest in that. I kind of want the Famicom one. It looks cool. It looks fucking. And it'd be cool to actually have like something different. We have that one. I you would might actually be able to get it. Yeah, but I can't yeah. read Japanese. Read Japanese, that's true. If if they release one like uh, like a small like run of them here, I got you. Like that, yeah. I, or if you could switch like the language in there somehow. Yes, that'd be cool. Maybe you get rid of the bullshit stuff. region lock stuff. I don't know. <laughs> hey, they did it with Virtual Boy. You might do it with the next system. Maybe that's what scared him. That that was what sunk the Virtual Boy. It could free. be. 
It wasn't the shitty graphics. More games came out in Japan. <laughs> All 25 of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just put that in there because that was kind of neat. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people really like the way the Famicom looked. And Super Famicom. People hate the Super Nintendo here. I actually like it. The way it looked to me. Because yeah. it had like colorful buttons like the, there. So. I was like the top loader myself. The NES top loader. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, cool. I like if, it. If I, honestly, if I can have one though, it'd be the Angry Video Game Nerds, the toaster one. Yeah. That's pretty fucking bad. I have that one. <laughs> I like the top loader. It's more, it's much better though. That's pretty badass console. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, Jack? Oh, <laughs> To be perfectly honest, man, it's like, I like the look of the Famicom and stuff like that, but at the same time, dude, it's like, I, I, I just really don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, it's Japan only, dude. It's like, I like, I like the concept of the NES Mini and stuff like that. I actually got a chance to see a preview by IGN's, like, Jose Otero today a lot of the layouts a lot of the things and the emulation stuff is better a lot better looking than it is for like the wii and like the wii u's virtual console versions i mean things are considerably lighter things you can actually adjust things to see either pixel perfect you can do like a 4-3 sort of resolution mode or you can just kind of do the old crt (laughs) sort of setting you know see how it looked at an old crt and uh i think that's really cool there's a lot of interesting options with uh, the setup on the NES Mini itself and I have stuff. I a question but... for you real quick. Yeah. Do you yeah. know it comes to the HDMI cord? Yeah, it actually does, awesome. I believe. That's but awesome. one of the main it cons of... <laughs> one of the main cons of it, though, is like the NES controller that comes with it, though, is only like about... I think oh, so. Yeah, it's, it's not that bad. long at all. Oh. That, is, that is actually so a really some bad sort of decision. A... That might be a game. So you either need like some sort of extension cord possibly with it, or maybe even like something else in general. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. it's almost like they want the people to experience but, it like yeah. they used to, which get close to TV, <laughs> I guess. But it's kind of weird. Get, but your seventy-inch fucking screen TV, right? Yeah, it's interesting. I, mean, <laughs> I was worried about that too. If they have extensions, that's that's the worst part about it to me is the three-foot cord. Dude, but then again, you can just find extension things on Amazon and just order them. Yeah, as long as they have them. <laughs> Possibly. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised well, I if guess they sell them separately or something. Can, can you use a regular controller in it? Uh, the NES? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, then you definitely could buy it. It does have the ports for it. Yeah. Still be weird. I, I imagine they're going to make, like, there's going to be a third party out there that's going to make a long cord. extension cords. Yeah. yeah. I'd do the same thing for the wireless. Because this thing's going to be PS4. huge for, like, uh, casual fans, so you want to make that shit as easy, to, easily to find as possible. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll definitely be huge for casual fans. Hope I think that's yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Could be the most highest selling console since the Wii. I really think that it will sell more this year than anything. It else will because I hear people talking about that system. They do not play video games at all. This is kind of cool. I'm exactly, and that's a good sign them. right there. It's cheap. There's a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. costs as much as a video game. Yeah. $60 for 30 classic NES games, most of which are awesome. So, yeah, yeah of course. You get four save states for each game or something, I heard. I think it's like four save states just general, Oh, honestly. Really? I think that's how it works, you know? You have four dedicated saves, like, like save state slots and stuff, so oh. you get to switch back and forth. I think that's what it was talking about in the preview I saw today. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Interesting. 
the show this week actually um so uh jack do you have a retro game of week for us hmm. Hmm. that's a good question i'm just thinking <laughs> about jazz punk that's not a it's retro 2014. game <laughs> oh my gosh i'm just trying to i'm just trying to come up with like a good like retro game of the week right here it's it just gets so hard sometimes because it's like I've played so much fucking games that just one doesn't really set up its mind for me uh, let's see why don't you pick a console Virt- uh, Virtual Boy yeah I never played the Virtual oh, Boy uh, Sega Game Gear <laughs> the Game Gear I think I've only played like one game for that okay well let's play <laughs> alright um the Jaguar oh it's the retro I was gonna say something just as it was like Doom Jaguar no I've never played anything on the Jaguar unfortunately <laughs> we, I mean I don't know what's retro you know? what's retro to you guys <laughs> 2016 September 29th and back anything that's anything that's not the current generation that's what I would normally lend oh okay okay I got it I got it I got it I got it DS alright alright for the DS Contra 4 holy shit <laughs> the thing about Contra is the thing about Contra is stuff it's like it's a great series of games and stuff like that it started with the NES it actually had two games for the NES there's Contra then you had Super C you had the Alien Wars and the Super Nintendo but the one that I've really loved to, I really loved playing back in the you know back in the day when it first came out that was Contra 4 and stuff this game was fucking awesome because I think it was by the same developers like as uh well I, I thought it was either Wave Forward or somewhere else that uh helped like create this game and stuff it was just fast it was intense a lot of in like a lot of intense like moments and stuff hard as hell too as a matter of fact the only way you could have beaten that game is if you beat it on the hardest difficulty level the absolute hardest difficulty level which by the way yeah that's it's kind of like how double dragon 2 kind of locked away certain people from playing through the entirety of the game if they only set it to one like the lowest difficulty level or like the normal which yeah it's a shitty way of doing it but but uh, anyway, it's like you you go across these like these crazy ass stages, all these alien monsters and stuff. But then after you finally beat the big boss, there's a big thing at the end of it where you can actually unlock the original Contra to play on the DS. <laughs> yeah, there's this like this there's a gigantic boss or something like that that like spans two screens, both the touch screen and the regular screen, and you have to try to work your way up to try to like. Like, just shoot at the weak point of the boss and stuff before, like, uh, you have to dodge all these projectiles and all this other shit. It's like, it's basically, <laughs> basically Contra 4 is kind of like, uh, like anxiety of the video game, pretty much. Because it's like, it's like, oh god, I gotta dodge this, I gotta dodge that, oh shit, 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 <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny, it's like, I'm getting kind of jitters and stuff like that, it's just like, uh, by thinking about that damn game, thinking back on it, you know, it's like. It was fun. You could pick as a whole bunch of different, like, like Contra characters from past games, like Bill Riser and all these other shit. 
So you have these different character sprites you could play as from the previous Contra games, which, hey, it had its, like, fun little quirks and stuff about it. But uh, I remember the level design being pretty creative and stuff. I mean, you were going across, like, cities, doing this, doing that and stuff. Jungles, you know, just the, just the classic, like, Contra stuff. So it was just pure action and adrenaline fun and stuff. So, yeah, that's the retro game of the week, Contra 4. Ooh, all right. Well, very cool. Never um, played it. I feel like we should do this every week where we just pick a console. Yeah. We make them. We make All right. Turns. There we go. All right. Next week's Jazz Punk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jazz Punk's good, guys. I don't know if you heard, heard me say that or not. Um, so, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we are on Facebook. We have a page and group. It is Gen Gaming Podcast. So, like and join us on there. On Twitter, we are at Gen Gaming Pod. So, follow us on there. On YouTube, we are at Generation Gaming, and on Twitch, we are at Gen Gaming Podcast as well. So like, join, and follow us on all of those. We greatly appreciate it. Also, on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. It's great. On iTunes, give us five stars. Four is fine, too. We will accept. Uh, anything else, go away. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host. I was Tyler. I was Justin. And I have been the Jack of Hearts. And until next week, everybody, GG. It's been like over a year and you still haven't figured out how you're going to do that. I figured that out. Shit. There you go. I got one for you. Because all you have is one. This one's free. Hashtag fuck Nintendo. Bye, guys. Aw, I can't say that. (laughs) That's Justin's new slogan now. You can't help but say it. All right, how about Boner Rick? Bonerific? Bonerific. There we go. Next week, guys. Boners for president. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>